Hey, if you're like me, my life is busy and the time always seems short. I get distracted and many times at the end of the day, I wish I had kept what was most important on my mind. And that's why I wrote this 365-day devotional called Daily Hope for Families to keep what is important at the top of your priority list. Look, this book took over four years to write and four years of effort to find the right scriptures with the applicable devotions to match. I've never worked so hard on writing a book, and I know that you'll want one. So where can someone go to get this daily devotional? Let me tell you, go to www.dailyhopeforfamilies.com. That's dailyhopeforfamilies.com. Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, our topic is broken parents helping broken teens. Yeah, you know, we've always said that we offer help and hope to a broken world. And what I find is that in the purpose of helping kids who are broken, we find that parents are just as broken, Mm. looking for a way to fix that which isn't all put together. You know, I think we all wonder about God's timing and uh, hoping that he'll fix our brokenness and allow this cup to pass from our hands. I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis's comment where he says this, I'm sure that God keeps no one waiting unless he sees that it is good for him to wait. Wow. And And I sit back and I go, you know, there's something special about being broken. In the midst of our brokenness, we have the opportunity to offer that help and hope to others around us so they can be encouraged or strengthened or reminded of God's presence and embrace that they are just as loved being broken as they are when they have it all together. Well, brokenness accelerates our growing, doesn't it? It does, darn it. I mean, <laughs> I don't say that easily either no. because nobody likes being nobody broken. Nobody wants it, that's right. But I pray for it. Yeah. I, I pray, Lord, may you increase and I decrease. Well, the process of that is not always good. <laughs> I want you to be exalted and me not. You know, it's, it's not always good. I, I want to become more like you. Those are prayers that are tough because God takes us through those times, those momentary light tribulations that that create something in us for us to become more like him. But it's usually at a difficult spot. So my point is that this is a great opportunity to become more like Christ yeah, for in both the parents midst, and teens. That's right, in the midst of the brokenness. Mark, when you get involved with families, very often it's during a season of brokenness in their home. It really is, and it's a mess. Hmm. I mean, it's an absolute mess because things aren't turning out the way they wanted them to. It's not what they'd hoped for. It's not what they dreamed of. And so they start experiencing a sense of brokenness, of being torn down. And, and you know, I, I've always told people you're at a good spot because you're, you're looking for something different now. And so I tell parents, okay, you, you got to do some things in the process of this. And the first thing you do when you have a broken family is not blame it on one of your kids or anybody else, but, but look inward and look at yourself and say, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I've caused something. Maybe... Um, 
maybe I, I'm, I'm dealing with issues that I never dealt with as a teenager or, or somebody in my 20s or 30s or, you know, maybe something has come up, something has arisen, I, something's not quite as perfect as I thought. Because I think we're deceived into thinking that everything's perfect in the early years of our kids, and so it's going to be perfect during the adolescent years, and it's just not that way. When things are broken at home, it can seem hopeless. I mean, it seems like there's no way out. That's right. You know, and, and I think it's because we don't know what it is that's causing it. And so this is where you pray that prayer out of Psalms where it says, Lord, search me, know my heart, and see if there's any hurtful way in me. Before I look at the speck in somebody else's eye, I need to look at the log in my own. It's just the way that I pursue dealing with issues. Look at me first and let me figure some things out so that when I go to somebody else, I might have to admit some of my own wrongdoing and how I've hurt them. And that usually sets the stage of change for them to deal with their brokenness as well. And it seems like very often we resort to control when things are broken, you know, well, just clamp down. Well, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's the tendency is that when there's things are spinning out of control, you want to hold on to something to control it. Mm-hmm. And I think what we find is we were never in control in the first place. We just lived <laughs> under the... Fool yourself. That's right. We just lived under the delusion that we had control. And I remind people all the time, God is still in control. Don't don't waver. He's still in control. So don't you start taking control because then you're only making it worse. Now, yes, you need to remain secure, but secure yourself to that which is going to hold you up during this time. And don't be controlled by things of your past that may determine the path that you walk on. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. My wife was sexually abused. She was not created for her grandfather's pleasure. Mm. She wasn't. And so in the process of that, her thinking got a little skewed. And and so she responded and found that she was trying to change the message that was put into her mind by somebody who did something wrong for a period of seven years. And, And she started to think in that pattern. She was being controlled by something that happened to her. Mm -hmm. And you've got to look at that and say, okay, I'm not created for that, and I don't want to be controlled by that. I was created in God's image for his pleasure, not for anybody else's. And maybe we should have started with this point, but you can't just, uh, you know, sail on and ignore the brokenness, can you? Well, you know, I think I, I think this is true, that, that unresolved issues only rise later in life uh, when the consequences are greater and it affects more people. You'll pay later for That's it. That's right. Yeah. It, it, I, I'm reminded of an old uh, oil company ad from years ago, and it says, pay me now or pay me later. <laughs> yeah, right. And I remember it, and it dates me just a little bit, but I, I find this to be true. That That is timeless truth, because either you deal with it now or later, now is the day. It's It's not tomorrow or the next day, because it only gets harder, and it only is going to affect more people, and the consequences are going to be greater. It can last for generations, too. It really can. So so stop it. Don't ignore it. Pay attention to it. Um, sit down at the table with the family and say, I need to speak to the elephant in the room. We've got something going on that's going to destroy us if we don't deal with it now. And and don't worry about the the impact of that. People get so scared. I Because I tell you, God is in control. Always has been. He always will be, so let him. Him, let him do his job. Yeah. All right, for parents who acknowledge their brokenness, what do they do? What are the steps they take? Well, know that that in the brokenness that you have, I mean, it it's really, 
when, when something breaks, it's it's because it's not working anymore. I mean, it's shattered. It's 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 a part, and and so now you get the opportunity to piece something back together. Does that disqualify me from being involved in my teens? Oh, life? absolutely not. I mean, there's something about brokenness when you go through it together that has an amazing way of, of, of bringing your relationship together. The one thing that kids tell me all the time is, I'm getting my life together. What are my parents doing? And I always tell them, oh, make no mistake. Your family feels just as broken as you do, and they're working hard to put things back together. I think it's guiding people through that process so they can become healthy, and it can be used in a good way to maybe reach somebody else who might be falling apart. God's always preparing us for that next person that we encounter. And, and if that's true, then it's, it, it's being used for His glory, that all things really do work together for good. Have you seen teens who have been positively affected by their parents admitting their brokenness? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think sometimes kids rebel because they want their parents to be broken. Sometimes I think the rebellious kid in the family is the healthiest kid out of the whole bunch. They want parents to admit their mistakes. That's right. He, they just, just tell me that, that you're wrong. And it's so hard for people to do that because they haven't resolved those issues. They've waited to a later time, and now unresolved issues from their childhood are coming up as they're a parent, and it's affecting more people, as I said earlier. And how open should parents be about the process they're going through as, a, as finding healing from their brokenness? Oh, I think they ought to be sharing with their kids. I'm in counseling. I, I mean, some of the things they we're working on is this. Now, I don't think it becomes one of those sessions that, that a mother just pours out everything and, and scares their kids. Yeah, but so don't what, hide the yeah, big picture, huh? But yeah, don't hide the big picture that, that I'm struggling through some things and I'm going to get to the other side and I'll keep you posted. Hey, if you're like me, you get a little confused when it comes to health care. The prices keep going up. It's difficult. I don't even know what everything stands for. I mean, there's HMOs and PPOs and HSAs and fee-for-service and POS. I have no idea what those things mean. But I do know this. There's some wonderful people at Christian Healthcare Ministries that are budget-friendly, biblical, and compassionate. Uh, they are a healthcare cost solution and it's a health cost sharing ministry. I would love to put you in contact with them, and you can do that at www.chministries.org. www.chministries.org. I think you're going to love these people. They're going to pull a lot of the confusion out of healthcare for you. I think there's hope in every situation that, that I come across. And I just think of the craziest of situations, and I still think there's hope. I mean, God still is on the throne, and He's still in control, and He's still the one that, that wants to bring family. He created families for a reason. Yeah. You've and, seen uh, much healing, haven't well, you? Well, we really have. I, I, I think we've just done it enough that we've seen it enough. We go, okay, we know the process. You know, and I think what happens is what I would long for every parent to to be able to do is is to listen to their child and and understand their heart just a little bit more, and and you're never going to be able to figure that out until you start asking your child. Mm -hmm. But you can't ask your child that question until you deal with your own stuff. And right. and, and this is how I do it. I tell somebody about brokenness in my life that ushers in the opportunity to talk about brokenness in their life. 
I mean, nobody's going to talk to you about brokenness if they don't feel like you've ever been broken. Mm -hmm. But everybody who has been broken wants to talk about it. Good, I mean, good it's point. yeah. And so there's there's something about that 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 a parent has got to try to be that safe place for their teen to share and and have a discussion. And and so I tell parents, so whatever your child says in their brokenness, because brokenness doesn't always look good. You know, it's it's just don't shame them and and don't judge them. Uh, I like to think that uh, just as Jesus said, "Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden." Well, weary and heavy ladenness doesn't look good all the time, <laughs> but He says, "Come to me, and you'll find rest for your soul." That's what I want for kids, and that should be one of our goals as a parent. That's right. Hey, we've talked about parents uh, acknowledging their brokenness. How can parents help teens who are broken? Well, I, I think the other thing is being patient as well with them and go after their heart, but be patient that, that they haven't learned the tools yet about how to deal with being broken. Remember, they're coming out of a life and that one through 12 years where everything's been kind of perfect, and now it's broken, and they're going to give up hope. And so what you're doing is trying to rebuild hope in them. So don't be the parent where you are more concerned about your brokenness than you are your child. This is where you put your child first. How do you know when to get some outside help? When it's just not working anymore. I mean, if, if whatever your discussions are at home and it's not working, then go find somebody else that it will. If you're meeting with a counselor and it's not working, find a new counselor. If you're meeting with a pastor and it's not working, go to a different pastor. Keep turning over rocks until you find what you're looking for. The stakes are too high, aren't they? They really are, because if it's unresolved and you're not getting anywhere with whoever you're meeting with, then it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to cause more damage in the later years. And I know you believe strongly that parents need to pray and pray together about these things. Well, I, I think so. You know, I, I think I, I think what prayer does for so many people is that it reaffirms that I can trust God. It means that I'm going outside of myself, and there's something about my prayer that identifies that I have a problem and I need help. And so it makes me... In, Anticipatory, if you will, of something new to happen. So I'd look for things to happen. Sometimes I think we miss a lot mm -hmm. because we don't focus on God and what He wants to provide for us. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.